Creative Studio Academy, Semester 1, Session 9. Welcome to the Creative Studio Academy. This is the podcast to help you learn and explore how you can start and improve your skills with online content creation. My name is Joshua Rivers, and I will be your guide on this journey. Well, today in the Academy, we are joined by Jim Woods, who is the co-author of two books. One came out last year, Ready, Aim, Fire. The second one is just coming out now, and it is called Hit the Mark. Both these books he wrote along with Eric J. Fisher of Beyond the To-Do List podcast. And so I'm excited today to be able to have Jim on to be able to talk about his content creation strategies and his practices. But before we get to that, Jim, why don't you go ahead and give everyone a little bit more information about yourself? Sure, absolutely. My name is Jim. I'm a writer. I live in Nashville, Tennessee with my family, and I have an accounting gig as my day job. And I, uh, I've, I've been hustling in the margins, really, for the last couple years. So I'm definitely in the trenches with all of the all of the folks out there who are just, you know, cranking out the content when they, you know, have time to do it and when they can in the margins. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so I I, I was able to read the first ebook that you did um, about goal setting. Um, so that's Ready, Aim, Fire. And we'll get into probably a little more about that and then also your second one. And so I know you have a lot of great um, experience uh, to be able to share and so a lot of tips that you can be able to share with us. So uh, maybe you can kind of describe um, what you process you go through as you do your writing, um, whether it's a blog post or writing for an ebook, or uh, kind of share some of the things that you do with that. Sure, absolutely. First and foremost, I like to brainstorm and get a get an idea, a game plan for what I'm going after, what I'm doing. Because if you just go on emotions, it's really, really difficult. And you're just all over the place. And you're not finishing any work. You're just, uh, you know, starting things and then kind of abandoning them. So first and foremost, if I'm writing a blog post, I like to say, okay, I'm literally, that's what I'm doing. And I'll just say, okay, well, I like this idea. For example, um, a blog post idea I'm, I'm working on right now is there's this term, uh, it's kind of hard to say, so forgive me, um, multi, I think it's called multi-potentialite is the official term. It's something I just kind of came across online. Yeah, that's it, multi-potentialite. And it's just like it sounds, uh, just an idea. I've read about it, and a friend mentioned in the podcast, and I'm like, ooh, I really need to dive into this deeper and talk about it more. And the whole whole concept, even, is just what do you do if you have a lot of passions? Is it normal? You know, is it something that works against you? Is it a strength to have just a lot of passions, to not have one thing in particular? 
Um, even even for myself, I'd hesitate to call myself just a writer. I'm a coach. I'm an instigator. I'm a communicator. Um, I, I know I'm going to put out a podcast sometime probably in the next six months is my best guesstimation on it. But awesome. I think a lot of us have a lot of different passions, and it's not just one specific area. So when I came across that term, a friend mentioned it, and I, I'm like, ooh, I really need to dive into this deeper. And that's kind of, I'm just going to probably... If I'm riding on the bus, I'll type it out on my computer. I carry my computer with me. Or if I end up driving to work, I'll use uh, there's this Dragon Dictation software app for your for my phone. It's iOS. I think it's also on Android. And um, no matter what kind of phone you have, you probably have a voice recorder, and you can just talk and ramble and rant and kind of use that as your you know, sketch pad while you're driving even. So it's literally just going to depend on my, do I drive tomorrow or do I ride the bus is going to be my approach for that specific blog post. Um, for eBooks, I kind of look at them as a compilation of blog posts. Um, like ready aim fire. I really, I really, I would look at it as, uh, a bunch of blog posts put together, but making sure they're connected well. And that's kind of been my approach with that. Um, but it varies from ebook to ebook. Uh, the next book we're doing uh, is called uh, Hit the Mark. It's not so much blog posts, it's more just general concepts. And it's a little bit more story driven. I'm, I'm not. Eric and I both are not trying to make it uh, as short and sweet uh, to dig a little deeper. Um, so that's that's kind of my approach. I think it's I think you really have to adjust your approach for the project at hand. Um, there are going to be some consistency if you're you know uh, someone who's short and sweet and to the point. You're probably going to have that you know as one of your you know strengths and maybe your weaknesses as you work on different tasks or projects, you might have to dig deeper and, you know, um, come at it with a different approach to, you know, write something longer. And that's been, that's been one of my challenges because I'm pretty short, sweet, and to the point. But when you, you know, incorporate stories and, you know, storytelling, I think, has to be part of, part of our arsenal as a content creator. Um, you can always, you can talk about a portion of a story or tell the whole story but I think it's always it's always part of what we're doing as artists as content creators that's good now you mentioned uh, that you use your phone sometimes um, when you're driving or whatever to kind of record your your thoughts and ideas do you have um, a way that you try to um, track those ideas that you get maybe you get a uh, a moment of inspiration and you all of a sudden have ideas for five or ten different things. Is there a way that you kind of track those? You know, I'm, I'm simple. I try to keep it simple because I've, I've used Evernote and this is not to knock it as an application. I find it a little bit, it just doesn't mesh with my personality. I know some just love it. I, I just send uh, the transcription with that dictation software to a specific email just for ideas, 
just for, you know, uh, blog posts or even fiction. It works amazingly well. And even though the software is not perfect, it gets the general gist of the idea. And I can always just go in and edit it. So I just have one email that it sends all of those to. And, you know, I have to intentionally go in and sort through and, you know, edit the transcriptions. But as long as I use a good subject, I can figure out really quick. If you have, say you're working on three different projects and you're just brainstorming and driving in and trying this approach, you're going to have to title them differently. Otherwise, if you send a bunch of untitled, you know, emails to your one account, it's just, you know, that's the same problem I had with Evernote, where it's like, I have all this work, but none of it's really, you know, sorted or organized, and, you know, that's my fault, that's not the application's fault, that's my fault for, you know, not being more intentional with it, but when you're intentional with it, and, um, like, I I was working on a, a fiction story, and I just abbreviated that, and I, you know, put, like, what part and title it if I, you know, something really simple, like a scene happened in a hotel and I just put like LF dash hotel. Yeah, I was typing that literally at a stoplight when I had a chance, you know, to safely send it to myself. I was like, okay, well, that's, that's my fiction story. That's the scene in the hotel. I can just, you know, copy and paste that from my email to Scrivener and there, that's that whole you know, little scene, or at least that part of that scene. So I think you really just have to figure out what works for you, and that requires some experimentation, too. Um, like I said, with Evernote, I didn't have that flexibility, but I, I haven't used the... I mean, there's some new bells and whistles on it, and there's a million great apps out there. You'll find something that works well for you, but remember, keep it simple. Keep it as automated as possible to... You know, avoid any, you know, self-sabotage. I think if you have a lot of projects going on, sometimes it's completely fine to say, hey, this is going on the back burner. Um, This podcast idea, I've had this, you know, nagging uh, (laughs) voice in my head for a long time to do a podcast, but it just doesn't really fit well with writing e-books and working on courses. And um, it just, I can't do three projects at once, three big projects. I know I can handle one main one and one smaller one, um, especially as a parent. You can't you know, stretch yourself really thin. And even right now, I'm moving and looking at houses and going that whole, through that whole process. Um, the month of June was really tough for me, and I thought, well, you know what? Instead of beating myself up about it, why not just be glad that I got done um, this amount of work and just be grateful versus, you know, <laughs> saying, oh, well, I should have done this, this, and that, and I didn't finish this. Um, sometimes letting off the gas pedal is by far the smartest move we can make. Yeah, there's a couple takeaways there. First of all, uh, kind of referring back to uh, emailing yourself, uh, we need to put a disclaimer that the this podcast is not an endorsement for texting and driving. Uh, we got to make sure to put safety first. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so definitely some uh, good tips there. So some takeaways is basically when uh, you look at a system that you can be able to use that fits something that you can be able to adapt to 
um, something that you can check, something that you can be uh, reliably, reliably go to. Um, and so for you, it's that, that email address. And so for others, um, it's, it is Evernote. Some others, it, it might be maybe a, a paper and pen with a, a dedicated notebook or something like that. So just kind of pick what works for you. So that's kind of. Absolutely. And, and one thing that I've learned and, um, I mentioned it a bit and hit the mark. You really need a digital way to capture as well as a physical way to capture because you're using different parts of your brain when you use a you know, pen and paper versus you know typing on a computer or uh, typing on your phone or whatever. Um, it's great for you know just opening new insights into your mind and you really you want to back up your work. You don't want to just have all your you know, thoughts and everything you're working on in a notebook. Otherwise, you, you lose that notebook, you lose all your work. So um, it's really wise to have that, you know, physical uh, device to capture as well as the digital device. Yeah, that's good advice. Um, now, of course, through your uh, course of study and as uh, all the rest of us as well, as we try to uh, try to put these blog posts together and... Uh, as we try to tackle ebooks and other creative um, explorations, there's uh, going to be a process of brainstorming and researching. Um, and so there might be a good deal of stuff that's in our head, uh, but first of all, we have to get it down, and then uh, we'll usually have to do some kind of research to be able to expand on that. Uh, do you have some tips that you've used or that you've heard of that you think would be uh, beneficial for someone getting started in this? dangerous. I know this because I struggle with it uh, at times because research, you can over-research and it can become resistance. It can become a, a roadblock to your creating. My approach is uh, I, I tend to lean with Stephen Pressfield on this. I even actually emailed him about this once and um, his quote was amazing. He said, you know, if, if you think it might be resistance, it probably is. And resistance is just anything stopping you from creating. I, I tend to go with use as few of resources as possible. Um, limit yourself. You know, I think uh, Stephen Pressfield says uh, limit yourself to like three. And uh, with uh, you know the internet today, three resources, it's like, whoa, that's really, really small amount. But I think three good resources could make up for, you know, 30, you know, mediocre resources. You can't have a bunch of blog posts and, you know, random things you found on the Internet as your number one uh, approach for resources. I think you need to figure out what, what you trust, what's reliable, what's worked for you firsthand is going to be the best, you know, research ever. And I try to use myself as an example as much as possible. Um, I love to listen to podcasts. I'm just a big, big podcast fan. I've listened to so many. I'm constantly listening to them. And I think they're an amazing way to learn. And if you listen to a podcast that really resonates with you, that's where I typically dig deeper. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll look into, you know, who was interviewed? Oh, what influenced them? You know, what if, what if they said anything you know, interesting on their site? 
I kind of go that way because I'm already really interested and intrigued from the get-go. And then I always ask myself, how does this apply to me? What has my experience been? Because I think firsthand experience is just such a valuable tool. Do you have anything specifically as far as brainstorming, trying to get the ideas out of your head and trying to organize them into a cohesive thought? I think it takes time. I think you, if you, if you journal, you can always look back and see. Um, you know, a physical journal, a digital journal, doesn't really matter. Even your blog is a journal, really. Um, don't overthink the whole brainstorming process because, it, again, it, all of this can become something that stops you and you can think, oh, well, this is a great idea. And then you come back the next day, oh, no, no, I need to do this to improve what I was doing yesterday. The hard work, you know, the sweat equity, the, you know, making mistakes and falling on your face is really, really important. And I think... You don't want to overthink it with brainstorming too much. You don't don't hesitate. Just dive in. And I know that sounds a little hasty, but that's one thing I've learned. It, you're you're gonna you're gonna figure it out really quickly once you dive in. Um, just even outlining it be my number one approach. Blank piece of paper. What's what are you wanting to achieve? Um, what's the beginning, middle, and end? That. I guess I would consider that the most intentional way of brainstorming. And as you apply that filter to, you know, if you just have the brain dump where you just like, I got all these ideas and I'm just going to put them on paper, put that filter of what's the beginning, what's the middle, what's the end, and then just dive in. You'll figure it out really quickly. And, you know, don't aim for perfection. The, I love the approach of just get it down, get it, um, you know, warts and all on on paper so you can do something with it. Because great ideas trapped in your head, they really don't mean anything in, in reality. They're nice to have, but they're not really helping anyone with them. It, in some ways, it's almost more of a, a hindrance because it's like you're not going to be able to do it until you really pour in the work. Now let's uh, transition to talking a little bit about um, setting some goals, um, because as you're doing all this, um, as, as you say that there's that resistance, there's the thing that we just kind of put things off and procrastinate, uh, so we need goals uh, to be able to help us do that, and of course your first book with Eric um, talked uh, extensively about goals and uh, practical ways to be able to um, do that, but maybe there's some things that you can think of that people could be able to use to set goals and to be able to use goals, especially with content creation. I know I'm going to sound like a broken record. Um, For Stephen Pressfield, buy the book, do the work. Buy the book, do the work. It's only available on Amazon, and it completely shifted everything for me. I... uh, I would say that was one of the best moves I ever made as a, as a creative. Do the work is the name. He just takes you through the process of a project. And the whole concept of beginning, middle, end is really, it's something you see throughout all art. 
And uh, specifically, uh, Pressfield, uh, he, he refers a lot to it as uh, screenwriters, and, you know, movie makers, and folks who write TV shows. They, they have to, you know, fit it in a certain format, beginning, middle, end. I think as you apply that to goals, like Ready, Aim, Fire, literally the title of the, of the first book, you have to prepare that's the beginning. You have to put in, you know, that research. You have to, you know, develop your skills. And then aiming is a lot like focusing. You have to narrow it down. And then fire is just implement, and you have to put in the work there. So to make it practical, all right, let's say you are designing a website. What do you want the website to communicate? What's the overall experience? I think that's like the overarching goal for a website. What's the experience? What's the message that's coming across? If that's, if that's your target, if that's kind of the end, if you will, you can work back from there and say, okay, well, um, all right, what's the beginning? What do I need to do here? What can I, well, you probably need to find a theme right? <laughs> I, would, I would say that falls under beginning. And then the middle is just filling in the gaps. You, you know what you want to express. Once you figure out the theme, you might have to learn a little bit about HTML or maybe widgets or something like that. I think the work, you know, just trial and error and just, you know, hustling on that is going to be what fills it in from that beginning to that end. And you know, I think you can approach anything with that um, with that angle. Definitely book writing, because that's literally like, that's my secret weapon there. Um, applying that toward anything creative, even if it means starting a business. What's your end result? What do you want your life to look like when you form a business? When you're, when you've quote unquote made it, what, what's your day going to look like? And then you can work back from there. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy writing, but I know I don't want to write all day. I want to, you know, coach and teach and help other people as well. And I, I know that's definitely a part of my, you know, long-term goal for my business. And the question now is for me, what does that all look like? And I'm working on a course, uh, literally about writing and publishing and marketing ebooks. So that's one, you know, huge component of my long-term goal as a, as a, you know, a writer, as a communicator, as that's my, you know, goal for my business. So you can really break everything down and just keep it simple. Life gets complicated if you, uh, if you let it, um, keep it simple as possible. And if you're not sure about something, join the club a lot of us are not sure there's not much that we're um you know completely confident and solidly you know um sure of all the time i think that the uh the doubts that's common that's every, everyone faces them everyone has them it's just whether or not we admit it and i think nowadays with you know um everyone living their lives online. I think authenticity, I think honesty is really refreshing. And I'm not saying that you, you know, want to talk about your doubts and fears all the time, but I think you need to include some of that in the mix to let people know you're real. 
question, Joshua. I, I know that's kind of a long answer, but you know, you can apply that approach toward anything, and that's really the concept mainly brought in Red Hand Fire. Okay, yeah, I appreciate that. Sure. Now, is there any um, parting advice that you would uh, have for us, anything that you'd like to say before we close? Wow. You know, this is a hard life. Creating. Creating art and sharing it with the world. And all of us are wanting it to be accepted and to make a difference for other people. Start with yourself. Make sure you really like what you're doing and you enjoy it. And a lot of other things will fall into place. So... I literally, like, my first ebook. that was something I wrote for myself to inspire myself. It's what I wish I would have known, you know, starting out as a writer, as a, as a creative, as an entrepreneur. Write something that would help you um, as you are starting out. And make sure you enjoy it. Make sure it's something that you can stand behind. And I think the quality will just improve dramatically. And uh, enjoy it. Don't if, if you're struggling all the time. I think it's I think it's completely fine to back away. It's okay to uh, you know step away. And it's fear loves to tell us that if we step away from you know creating something, that we'll just stop or that we'll lose it and we won't have that ability anymore. But if, if you've ever ridden a bike, you know <laughs> you can always get back on the bike. I think that we need to have that more open approach with our creativity and with uh, creating content. Well, I appreciate the time that you spent with us, Jim. Um, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know how uh, they can be able to get a hold of you and what you got, and we'll wrap it up. Sure, that'd be great. Thank you so much again for this opportunity, and I just hope this uh, can challenge and encourage everyone who's creating. Um, you can get a hold of me at jimwoodswrites.com that's my site or jimwoodswrites on twitter just jimwoodswrites well if you want to get the show notes you can go to creativestudio.academy slash one dash nine and that will take you to all the information that we talked about today as well as the links that were mentioned you can be able to contact jim if you would like to get any more information from him about some of the different things that he does, or if you would even like to go to him for some uh, coaching. And so he has some services there available for that as well. And so I would definitely recommend being able to talk to him. And so he's given me some great advice through the uh, uh, year that I've known him. And so definitely excited to be able to promote that as well. And so also uh, definitely recommend both the books that he and Eric J. Fushier have written. And so we'll have links to those in the show notes as well. And so I would definitely recommend checking those out. The one that came out last year about goals would be very beneficial, especially as you get started and as you're looking at uh, maybe doing something with uh, starting or advancing your own business. And so very helpful to be able to kind of get things in perspective and to really get some practical ideas for setting goals and being able then to act on those to be able to see action come from those as well. And so 
I would like to take a moment as well to be able to thank those that have left reviews on iTunes, which you can go to creativestudio.academy slash iTunes to be able to access the show on iTunes and be able to leave a rating and review there. So I'd like to thank Greg Hickman, Missionary on Fire, who is uh, Joe Consford, and then also Filmmaker Doc, which is Doc Kennedy. And so I would definitely love to say thank you to each of you for taking the time to leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Definitely helps the show to be a lot more visible. And so there may be others that have done that, but I haven't seen them as of the recording of this. And so I definitely would appreciate that. And if you have been appreciating the content on this podcast, I would definitely uh, appreciate the short amount of time that it takes to be able to go there and do that. And so with that, we're going to go ahead and close this uh, session. And so again, you can go to the notes by going to creativestudio.academy slash one dash nine.